one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This week's guest is Katja Snoys, a forward at Everton FC and in the Dutch national team. Before moving to the Women's Super League in England, Snoys made her first move outside the Netherlands to play for Bordeaux in France. Everton signed her in the summer of 2022 after a successful spell in France. In this episode, she talks about growing up in the Netherlands, what a striker in the WSL has to be really good at in order to perform, and why she decided to join Everton. You are listening to their pitch, and this is the Katja Snoys episode. Hello and welcome to their pitch, Katja Snoys. Close, close. Yeah, Katja Snoys. Katja Snoys? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Just uh, finished the day on Finch Farm. Good. Uh, you, you, you did correct me on how to pronounce your name, so I'm not going to ask you how to pronounce it again. Or maybe I actually will for all the people out there that didn't get it the first time. Can you just pronounce your name one more time? Yeah, sure. Katja Snuis. There you guys have it. I'm not going to try one more time. <laughs> we, we have a quote from somebody who knows you very well. Um, and Mia will play it for you and we actually have two this episode which is exciting okay so first off Katya as a player yeah I think as a player she works extremely hard like on and off the ball so I feel like she's always pushing people to be better and I think she's like driving the standards in training obviously in the games which I think is really good as a person and as a person I think she's a great teammate to have around she's obviously really serious in training but then she loves to have a laugh and everything else outside of the pitch so she is a great person did you get who that is? yeah Courtney Courtney that is that's correct that's correct we, we have another one and I will read it for you Katya is a very sweet and kind person. She will be there for you on and off the pitch. She's a real box player and scores loads of goals. As a player and teammate, she only demands the very best of you and keeps the standards high. Now she has opened her goal scoring account and I can't wait to see her back some more. XOXO, your Danish center back colleague. Who do you think that is? Then I must go for Ree. That is uh, correct. The Rikke who... Also, please. A good hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, it was a Danish center back, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, some lovely words from two teammates, which I really appreciate. Yeah, we 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 like to we like to have that in the podcast. It kind of you know loosens up the the mood and makes it fun, you know, to be a part of. Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think especially because we don't usually speak those words out to each other. I think we should do it more often. But yeah, yeah. Those are two teammates I really can hang out uh, around the field as well. 
yeah. really nice work. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, Katya, let's let's talk about you know playing football growing up uh, in in the Netherlands. How 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 was that, and and when did you know that you wanted to do this professionally? Um, well, actually, I didn't really know. <laughs> it kind of just happened to me. Um, I started playing football when I was really young. Um, I think five five years old. Uh, just because my older sister was playing football and I had to join her on on the weekends. And at some point I told my parents I wanted to play as well. Um, but at the time I started playing football, there weren't any girls teams. So I just joined the the yeah the boys teams over there. Um, and I just grew up with them. We actually had a chat about it this morning at breakfast compared to some other girls here in the team who joined academy girls teams pretty early. I played until I was 17 with the same same boys I went to school with. Um, and then when I was around 16, 17, there was a point where I didn't really enjoy playing football as much anymore because once there was a physical difference, like they were becoming stronger, faster, but also like a social difference. Like they start talking about girls and that's the point where you start feeling a bit different. Uh, so that was actually a quite weird period where I actually thought about quitting football totally because I didn't enjoy it anymore. Um, and then luckily there was a, a woman's coach who had seen me play and asked me to come play for her first team, which was an amateur team, uh, but women's, a women's team. Um, so I joined them. I played there for one season and that... I got scouted for a uh, uh, first league team in the Dutch league. Um, but I first wanted to finish my high school. So I said no to the offer and just stay in the amateur league. Um, and then luckily, I finished high school the year after and that club came again. And that's how my professional career started. But until then, I never ever thought about playing professional. Did you, you know, knowing that, you know, those differences got more and more like apparent once you got older within the boys team, was it like, how long did it take for you to kind of get that joy back? If you know what I mean, like, because you did say that you didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, I feel like from what really made a difference for me was changing to, to the women's the women's game. Um, because I was really struggling at that point to find the joy back in playing with the boys. Um, so for me, it just happened like the season after where I decided, okay, I'm going for this change. Um, because yeah, then you come in a group. It, it was a bit, maybe a bit weird. Or not really weird, but I was young and you play with like such different age groups. And I wasn't used to that because before you always play with like boys the same age as you. And now I played with like, I was 17 at that time and I played with women who were already 28, 29. But I feel like that group really made me enjoy football again. Like on the field, but also out of the field. Yeah. And, and how was that, you know, the step then to go from the amateur league to the actually professional one that played in the... How, how much of a, like a pace difference was it? Uh, well, to be honest, by that time, the Dutch league wasn't that big. Um, and I went to join one of the, the lower teams. Um, so it wasn't that I was making a, a huge salary, but it was, 
I was starting to get something out of football. So there was already a huge difference to playing for nothing totally. But I think the main difference for me was just the physical part. Like before you only train two, three times a week. And now you go to like kind of full time, but also not full time, but you train every day. Uh, and you can tell like that's in the beginning, that's hard for your body. Yeah. And how was it then for you to um, take that step from, from the Netherlands to, to France? I, I've played five seasons in the, in the Netherlands. And I during the last season, I really felt like I needed something different, something else. And at that point, I knew I wasn't going to find that in the Dutch league. So I, like, I knew I had to go abroad to find a new challenge. So mentally, I, was, I feel like I was really ready for this step. Um, and I think it's the, physically it was a bit the same. Like the first couple of weeks were a bit tough. Um, because yeah, it is, it's another step. Intensity, like on sessions were harder than I was used to in the Netherlands. But I feel like I'm always kind of good in adapting quick. So I don't take that long to get, get going. So I feel like, yeah, physical, it was a bit hard in the beginning, but I feel like I managed well to adapt and play a lot. Yeah, and how, how how's your French? Well, it's actually, I would say, pretty good now. Like, of course, I haven't spoken French in now already like six months, so I'm a bit afraid that I'll lose it also. But I was really committed to learn French. Um, first year was a bit difficult because we had a Spanish coach who spoke English, so I didn't really have to speak English, uh, French. But second season, we got a French coach, and he actually wanted everyone to speak French. So I feel like that's when I improved the most and actually you know spoke french with teammates how, how much smoother then was was the move you know from bordeaux to to everton knowing that well i know the language at least yeah especially i feel in the beginning that makes a huge difference because that was hard in the beginning in france like just those small thoughts around the field like of course they speak english as well but i wouldn't say as good as maybe other countries do but those small style talks like at breakfast or lunch or dinner whatever like it's hard because you don't really understand what they're talking about um so i feel like that was way easier here to just connect with your teammates and get to know them better and quicker than in france yeah and and we usually obviously on this podcast one of the most uh, most common questions that we get from from listeners is is the difference between between the leagues you know, and, and you've played for in the Netherlands and France and England. What would you say is the main difference between these three? I think in the end, like the, the, the biggest difference is I think here in England, it's so professional and it starts with small, small stuff. But if you look at all the, the pitches we play on in this league, like they're all have the same, like certain, how do you say, minimum of quality. And that minimum is already so much higher than in other leagues. Um, yeah, the same, for example, it's a small, uh, how do you say, example. Uh, on away days, you always travel the day before. Like you stay in a hotel, you make sure you get good sleep in so you're ready on match day. Um, that's something I've experienced playing in the Dutch league. Sometimes you had to wake up uh, 7 a.m. in the morning to like go in the bus for two, two and a half hours to play a game there. In the end, those small things won't help you to perform the best on a match day. And I feel like those little things are 
being really, really good here in England. And I think that in the end leads to better performing on the game. Intensity is high. Um, teams are able to compete better with each other because I feel like all the same teams in the WSL league have the same standards. They all have the same or type of facilities. And I think that's a big difference between the French league where I played and the Dutch league. There's such a huge difference between the clubs and the facilities everyone has. Yeah. And and speaking of, you know, you know the English league and, and Everton, how was, how was it to move to Everton? And then it, it it became a pretty hectic fall for you guys, to to say the least. Yeah, I feel like like of course I've I've heard some stuff like from the girls like how lost seasons were, but I didn't experience. So I can't really share my thoughts on that. But since the moment I came in, I've never felt like any kind of stress or anything. I think since Brian came in. I think we really had a clear vision and we know where we wanted to go to and like the seasons before are finished. So this is a new season and all we have to do is focus on that. And I really feel we're trying and I feel like we reached it well to like um, get in a certain like fight, winning games, getting the points in and just trying to keep improving and try to hold on to that positive positive uh, move. Yeah. And, and last season, obviously at this point in time, it looked uh, pretty dark for Everton, and now they're at, at, at fifth place in the league. You guys are fifth place. How, what what can you say about your position right now and the way you you guys have have worked with Brian in order to you know not be fighting for survival and instead maybe fight with the top clubs? Yeah, I think that's like what I said before. I think that's also one of the good things about this league. Like, I think teams are getting closer to each other, and like. Maybe a team that was struggling last season is now doing really well. So I feel like it's not the difference between teams isn't as big as it used to be. Um, and I think that's something like, to be honest, we really try to focus on ourselves and not being too focused. Okay, where where do we want to be on the table? Um, but of course, like if you look at the table, you can see the difference between the like the top four and maybe the fifth, sixth, seventh place isn't that big. So, of course, I think it's always good to keep aiming to come as close as possible. But I think we're still trying to, like, perform consistent. And, yeah, just, like, make our fans enjoy the way we play. And I think especially since, since uh, well, maybe even before the break, but definitely after the break, I think that's something we've been doing really well. And, and let's let's leave uh, Everton for 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 a little bit. Um, let's talk the the national team. How was uh, how was it getting your first call up to represent? You know the the national team. To be honest, it's the same. Like I never ever thought about playing for the for the national team. So my first call up I got when we were in a uh, I call like a training camp in in Spain with my club. Uh, but I missed the calls from Serena at that time. She was the national team coach uh, back then. So uh, at some point, my coach walked up to me and said, "Like, okay, I think you should stop training and call uh, call the coach back." So that's what I did. And then, of course, I got the news. Really exciting, but also a bit scary at that time. Uh, did she make fun of you for not answering her calls? No, 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 no. Like in the end, I think she knew. Like I was on the field, and yeah. 
she was just really nice and like explain me what was going to happen what i could expect from the upcoming week um, but yeah i think that was really motivating just to realize playing for the national team was possible but in the end like i think it was maybe for uh, a year or maybe even two years later when i first made my first uh cap but just like yeah knowing to play for your country that's a really really special feeling do you know who you played against in your first cap yeah turkey turkey did you guys win yeah yeah Let's talk the Euros a little bit. How how was that for you to not get that call up to play this tournament? Yeah, of course, disappointing. Um, I think in the end, like you know, coaches like are making choices, um, and as a player, you just have to like try to do as good as possible, like with your club. And I feel like there was something I was struggling with. Like not being selected at the Euros, I really felt like I really had a good season and really performed well also in the camps uh, where I've been to. Because before the Euros, I think I've been to almost like every every camp. Um, so then, yeah, it's extra hard that then in the end, when the squad is announced for, for an end tournament, you're not in there. Um, but on the other end, like I knew... Um, I was going to make an, a step like club wise. So I just try to focus on that and not be too disappointed for too long. But yeah, of course, it's always tough when those decisions are made and you're not part of that squad. Yeah. Did you, cause I know some people, some people, for example, some Swedish players were like, I'm not going to watch it or I don't know. Maybe I'll watch. How was it for you? Did you watch the tournament at all or was it like, mm, I don't want, um, yeah, I watched games. I, it wasn't that I was really like watching every single game or like staying home for games. Um, but whenever it was like I was able to watch, I watched them. And once I arrived here in England, I even went to one of the, of their games in uh, Sheffield. But yeah, it's always a bit double because of course you want, you want to be there. So it's sometimes a bit confrontating. You're not there. But in the other hand, like most of the girls like are like friends. So you want to, yeah, support them and help them as well. And of course, like you want your country to do well. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a bit mixed feelings, but I think it's always good to, yeah, not stay in the negative emotions for too long. There's a, a World Cup coming up this summer. What what, what are your hopes uh, for, for, for the summer? Through the last years, I thought myself, maybe it's a little bit protection to not hope too much. And, just try to focus like on what I can control and that's like how I play at Everton and what I show here and see from there on where it leads to. But yeah, I think in the end, every player wants to play for their team at uh, an end tournament. So I think that's always the aim. But in the end, yeah, I just try to do my best now at Everton and see where it leads upcoming to the summer. Do you think perhaps maybe that the move to Everton might help, you know, up your stakes uh, towards this World Cup? Yeah, I think I'm now playing in one of the best leagues in the world at the moment. So I think showing I'm able to compete here, play play almost every week in this league, I think that's yeah something that hopefully will help definitely. Sounds good. We're going to move on to the football analysis part, and I will mute myself. And I will unmute unmute myself. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Let's talk some football now, really in-depth. What... uh, would you say characterizes you as a striker and a player? And also, what would you say separates you from others? Oh, interesting question. Um, well, in the end, I feel like I am a, a good finisher. So, like, I know where to be when the ball is, like, around the box. Find the right positions to come in and position where I can finish the action. Um, but I feel like what makes me a, maybe a bit different is that I am also very aware of the players around me. So I know sometimes with one run, I can create space for uh, a number 10 or an opposite winger in my back to receive the ball. So like, I don't always play just for myself and just don't always think like, oh, I need to get the ball, but how can we as a team create chances? Um, so I feel like a good mix between those both. You're a team player. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's very suitable for, for football, you know, also. <laughs> yeah. But I've been told a lot. Sometimes the nine needs to be a bit more selfish. So I feel like it's also like something I need to be aware of. I don't need to be a team it's a player. It's always like. <laughs> yeah. Well, c- could you explain for, for people that maybe doesn't watch uh, the WSL reg- regularly, that what, as a striker, what do you need to be good at, really good at, going up against defenders in the WSL? I think you need to be um, physical strong. I feel like the defenders in the WSL are really like strong. They'll come in like your back trying to win the ball quickly so I feel like physically you need to be ready try to keep them off the ball um, and also you need to be able to make quick decisions uh, and as I feel like that's everywhere on the field whenever you take a bit too much time or take one t- touch extra that's like when defenders close space or close passing lines so I think trying to think ahead is important and be like quick quick feet of is there anything in particular that you have had to change coming to the WSL or that you have had to work on? Or is it like coming into the WSL, has it that been completely completely natural for you? Uh, well, I feel like it's something maybe like that's always been something I'm trying to work on, get better in, but like be stronger on the ball, like using my body better so defenders can step and like steal the ball from you. Um, like that's something I've always wanting to like improve and get better in. But I feel like in this league, it's even requires more for me. How can a coach get the absolute best out of you as a player and your abilities? I think it's 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 a difficult question because I feel like I always perform on the best when the team is performing best. So I think that's like the main 
the main solution. Like if, if the team works, I feel like I get the best out of myself as well. Um, but I think like my qualities are a bit higher on the field. Um, so yeah, trying to find me on the ball around the box, I think that's what puts me in the best position. How, how do you evaluate yourself as a football player? Uh, See, th- these questions are tough. Yeah, yeah they I are. No, I'm, I'm always very critical for myself because I feel like I can always do better uh, and there's always room to improve. Well, I, say, I don't think I'm a player like who, who like, likes to do dribble or go in a 1v1 a lot. Like, I think I'm good in, um, how do you say, in, um, in small combinations. So receiving the ball, playing it back, um, and go on from there on. So for the small combinations, but like midfielders or wingers. Um, and I think, yeah, what I said, I think I'm the, my strongest points are around like the box, being in the right position, getting chances in the goal. So yeah, a bit of that. If you have done, if if you have scored a really good goal, like this, this is. Do you go back to watch the clips of yourself in order to like just uh, put yourself up in a good mood? Yeah, but yeah, I actually do it, but not only goals. But I like to try to focus like on the positive feelings during a week, and like it could be like a combination or even like a defensive action where like okay. Take this into the game, go in the game with that positive mind mindset, um, and try to visualize that before the game to like, yeah, hopefully to create that situation again in the match day. Speaking about tactical aspects, where do you feel that you have grown uh, or learned the most about tactical aspects since you started playing football? Because this is this is also a very different thing in every league how much you focus on it yeah i feel i would say in my first year in bordeaux um i had a spanish coach there pedro um and a spanish assistant as well and i feel like spanish football is very like tactical it's like tiki taka um and i really felt like the way they looked at football um is very similar how i do so i think that's where yeah, I think where the main focus was on tactics. But I must say, like, Brian's vision is is similar. But then sometimes the intensity in the league is a bit higher than it was in Bordeaux. So sometimes it's a bit harder to focus on tactics as well. But I would say first year in Bordeaux. Do, do you, as a player, do you look or use statistics? Yes and no. Like, I always like to have a look at them. Um, but in the end, sometimes I feel like it doesn't say everything. Like sometimes it miss a bit the context around. Um, but like we get a lot of statistics like out of the game and out of the training sessions. So I like to have a look at them and see like, especially like try to compare them a bit with each other. Um, also if you feel something's different in a game or in a session. But in the end, I think it's always good to have the context in mind and not only focus too much on the numbers. What's your favorite football metric? <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. Yeah. Um, but apart from winning a game, uh, what makes you satisfied with your own performance when 
going off the pitch? I think just like being involved in the game, present. I think just like kind of controlling the game as a team, like knowing during the game, like you feel you control, you're creating chances, you're finishing your chances, but also being able to keep the ball in the team for a longer period. Um, and I think in the end that leads to like confidence for everyone. Um, so yeah, I think just individually like being present, getting on the ball, hopefully a bit higher on the field. Um, but yeah, I think mainly like possession, having the ball in the team. Do you work with the personal goals during a season? in the middle of the season or in short terms or stuff like that to, to improve and get better. Yes. But now really like I try to be more focused on kind of, how would you say like developing goals? So not really like, okay, I want to score this many goals or I want to play this many minutes because in the end that's something you can't really control, but you can control all the stuff you do to reach those goals. So I, yeah, I'm working more on that kind of goals and to get better in, um, and hopefully in the end that leads to, yeah, kind of good stats. Stats. Last question now. This is the most important one. Tell us the story behind why you play as a forward. Well, I guess it's just something that happened <laughs> during my own. I actually played at a lot of positions. Uh, left left fullback. Uh, I've played midfielder for a long time even been a goalkeeper. Um, but just... Uh, That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive, yeah. Just for like half a season and then we hired another goalkeeper and I couldn't be a goalkeeper anymore. But, and then I just ended up playing like forward. I remember when I was like, I think 15, 16, like we always used to play with two strikers and I was one of them. And since then I've always played in front. And to be honest, I can't imagine playing anywhere else now. Now, now you're stuck. Now you're there. Yeah, like sometimes <laughs> during training, you have to do some defensive drills, like 1v1, but then defend. And I'm like, oh, I can't defend. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that that put, makes you play the perfect position then. Yeah, Just definitely. do the good stuff and then... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into the listeners' questions. We have some we have some funny questions. We think we, we think the, the listeners this time they they were very creative. Okay, let's go. All right, Derek Vert wants to know: Do you feel Scandinavian already? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. No, I feel like it's it's always so funny because when the Scandinavian girls talk with each other, like they all talk in their own language but understand each other. But yeah. It's funny because I feel like sometimes there are similar words between Dutch and Scandinavian words. I'm like, ah, I feel like I know what you're talking about. But in the end, it's hard to understand. I, I'm telling you that they only pretend to understand each other between like the Swedes <laughs> and the Danish. <laughs> That's the hardest part about, about Scandinavian language. That Swedish and Danish. <laughs> oh, they always talk with each other. and like, oh, yeah, we understand each other. <laughs> yeah, they... they I, I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do, but it it, it is hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. But, but okay, so so Vicky, for example, she hasn't played in Sweden, but if you have like Katrina Veje, like yeah. she's quite easy to understand because she has like Danish Swedish mixture. So I think, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, 
Well, let's. The next one is Faith Bay Johnson. What is your favorite goal you have scored for Everton so far? I always mix those games up because we played them the week after yeah. each other. But it was a goal where, like, we had possession for a little bit, and then Gabby got the ball. Yeah, against Reading. Then Gabby got the ball on the left side, and she just dribbled past her player. Uh, and I showed up at the first post, set the ball in. That gave us the lead. But I feel like yeah, that's something I like to do. I think it's also a bit like signature move for me. Whenever the ball's ready, I try to move to the first post, either for myself, but also creating space for players behind me. But yeah, trying to get out of the back of the defender and get the goal. Uh, Steven Conroy wants to know, Katya's energy and intelligence in the press are probably the best I've ever seen on a football pitch. Is that something you've always enjoyed and excelled at? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I described as well. I feel like I'm not just a player that's like wanting to get on the ball all the time, but also like creating space with my movement for someone else. Um, so, yeah, I would say so. He also says, P.S. All Evertonians know she's a huge coffee fan. What's your favorite coffee shop order? Um, well, to be honest, it's quite boring. <laughs> Normally, it's just a cappuccino or a latte. Yeah, no, like uh, extra almond milk with two splashes of syrup and no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just easy. We have one from, from an Instagram user that has a question uh, for you. Berge1992 underscore Versetsen. Um, how big do you think the distance to the top four teams are in the WSL for Everton at the moment? Well, I think there's still there's still a gap. I don't think we have to like talk around it. But I think the main thing about us to like focus on, I think, is just get constant. Because I feel like that's that's the difference between the top teams that like they've been forming for such a long time and they're used to like having a certain like level. Um, so even on their like maybe how you say like their off days, they're still reaching a certain amount of levels, which creates or which allows them to win, win those games. And I feel like that's something like we need to work and I feel like we know now we need to perform really well to compete with every team in the WSL. And I think at some point that needs to be our minimum. So even on like maybe not our best day, we still win those games. But I think it's good to to see we're, we're getting closer and not only us, but also other teams. Like if you look at the games being played, there's not those huge results anymore where the top four teams are beating other teams with eight, nine goals difference. But it's just getting closer. Do you, do you think that, that that is some motivation for Everton to just... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think always playing against those top teams, of course, you want to put in a good performance as a team. And I think that is something we've been doing already this season, like against Arsenal, um, Chelsea, Man City. But in the end, like, you also want to take a result out of those games. So yeah, that's always motivating us. Now, we move on to the this or that, the last section, which is five questions I will ask you. I will give you two options. Um, no explanation, no thinking. It just has to go fast. All right? 
Uh, scoring a penalty or a perfect free kick from outside the box. Penalty. Netherlands or England? Netherlands. Assist or score one yourself? Score one myself. Coming on from the bench and making a true impact that leads to a win or starting in a mediocre game where you either lose or draw? Starting on the bench and win. Diving header or jumping header? Hmm. Diving header. With that being said, Katya, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. I did. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.